Welcome back to the Gary Sutton Show on WSBA on a Tuesday morning. Glad you can join us. Uh, uh, with us this morning is Ryan Fox, Gettysburg Director of the Financial Consulate, a fee-only financial advisory firm. You can hear that money in the background because we're always concerned about your money. So Ryan likes to take your financial pulse every week about this time, and he's with us here this morning. Good morning, Ryan. How you doing? Hey, I'm great, Gary. How are you this morning? Doing very, very well. Love to see the sun come out now because I forgot what it had looked like there for a while. So it's uh, it's a beautiful day outside and uh, a beautiful day inside whenever you join us here. How do you like that? Hey, I like that a lot. I feel good. I'm going to hang up now. Okay, thank you. I'm glad we had this chat. <laughs> anyway, speaking of chats, you wanted to have a chat a little bit today about Mother's Day and some thoughts on, on pre-planning and final arrangements and all those kind of things, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of a two-parter. We'll cover that, and then I have one one quick tip. But yeah, happy uh, happy Mother's Day in advance. Big shout out to all the moms out there listening. My mom, if she's listening, if not, happy Mother's Day, mom. And also to the mom of my two boys, my wife Megan. You know, that's that's Sunday, and when we talk about estate planning, we always talk about the dynamics between husbands and wives and making sure that their plan is in place. Because the odds really outfavor in most scenarios, the wife outliving the husband, for many, many reasons. Jokes aside, the traditional role in financial planning has been to ensure that the surviving spouse is, is well taken care of. And that's estate planning 101. Knowing what to do when a spouse passes away is vital, but planning in advance, knowing the inevitable is coming, is really the role of any financial planner and really something that needs to be taken very, very seriously. What are some of the things that you that you would guide people in doing there as a financial planner? Yeah, one of the first things we ensure is they have a will because a will will direct uh, where many of their assets go. But the will is superseded by asset titling, for example, a joint account, or beneficiary designations on insurances, IRAs, and other retirement accounts. So we stress very heavily to people, go back and review all of your beneficiaries, your titling, and your will. Whenever there is a major change, a marriage, a divorce, grandchildren, changes in the lives of their adult children, things like that, because without changing those, uh, they, they cannot be changed after the person passes away, and the will comes after all of those things. Yeah, you know, you talk about pre-planning, and, and some of the nightmares that can happen if you don't pre-plan, and you yeah. just kind of touched on one there, that, you know, what happens when it just becomes part of an estate then, and no allocation has been made? Yeah, you start to have some troubles. You have to really look carefully at taxes and cash flows and where things are. And, you know, if someone's gotten remarried and never updated a beneficiary uh, from a, from maybe a prior wife, that prior wife in most cases is going to receive those funds. And we just, uh, we've talked about that at length with some people recently who who came to us and we explained what these issues are going to start to look like because 30 years ago, those things were never updated. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Ron, I don't think I've ever asked you this before, but, you know, when people say financial planning, there's a wide range of services that people like you provide. Uh, you know, people sometimes think, well, I'm, what all does he do? And one of the ways they can get you is by calling 334-1861 to find out. But more importantly, just giving people a quick uh, preview, review, if you will, on what kind of things you really kind of cover when you're a financial planner. Yeah, financial planning means that uh, it means different things to different firms and different people. Some people think it means you're going to sell investments. Some people means you'll actually do a customized written plan. But really, within our industry, it runs the full gamut. The way that we operate is when we do a financial plan for people, uh, we do what we call an introductory meeting. They come in and we, we share all of our fees literally in black and white. Uh, 
so that they know what they're getting into. And what that means is we want to look at all their estate planning documents, whether they have them or not, to make sure that from a financial standpoint, what's been crafted legally or needs to be crafted legally is going to meet their needs. We want to review all their insurances, home, auto, umbrella, life, disability, whatever's through their employer. We don't sell those products, but we want to make sure there's coverage there. And if they need additional coverage, we'll coach them through that process. We'll look at their taxes. We want to look at their investment strategies, where they're at. And then after we present the plan, some people say, well, I'd like you to manage our assets. That becomes the next step for a lot of people. Now, some people come on board first that way. And it's really up to each person how they want to do that. The client tends to drive the process that we utilize, and we lay it all out for them so they can make those choices. You know, we saw some interesting numbers last week before we get to your tip here, which I always look forward to at the end. Sure. But we saw some interesting numbers last week. The GDP rose by 0.1%. We we saw the unemployment rate go down, and yet we saw 800,000 people drop out of the market. Uh, The market still rose. Uh, You know, so... When you look at all these numbers right now, what do they all mean to you? How do you kind of put them into at least a box to make some sense out of them? Yeah, well, you know, the economic numbers are okay. They aren't good. They certainly aren't outstanding. Somehow businesses in America and globally, especially here in the United States, are finding ways to increase revenues in spite of the challenging legislative environment they're operating in. Uh, that bodes very well. Now, the one caveat is we've had people say, well, now's the time to start investing again because they've seen these great run-ups and they've seen the resilience of the market the last, really, year in spite of some pretty big events like going on right now in the Ukrainian situation. Right. Uh, we tend to caution people and say we're still due for the pullback. So what I just had a conversation last week with someone was, yes, these numbers aren't great. They aren't terrible, but they aren't great. How do we modify a portfolio is one thing. How does the client handle the emotions of it? They start investing now and the market drops 20%. What does that do to them? So I tend to approach it that way with more and more people right now, especially the ones who are saying, well, now's the time. It must be time to get back in when they've been out the last five years of what have been, you know, really literally straight up market returns. A lot of people are looking at this and they're saying, okay, you got the markets here and you got Main Street over here. And then the market doesn't necessarily coincide with Main Street all the time, does it? No, it really doesn't. Um, and that's a, that's a challenge for investors because you have different styles of investing. You have active management, and then you have index, or what some people call passive investment management. And over the last five years, it's been really, really hard to beat, you know, like the Vanguard indexing strategy. The time will come where that will change the other way. But for many investors, they start to read about this and say, gosh, should I pay someone to do it? Should I do this on my own? How do I handle that? And it can be very perplexing, especially when you read the news and you see that the economic numbers aren't that good. You've got to drill down a little further, and that becomes part of your strategy. How will you allocate resources if the markets rise and fall within your portfolio? Final question, and I look forward to this every week, uh, your tip for the week. You always have a nice tip for people out there. Yeah, you know, the, the big tip is, uh, on an entertaining note, call whoever has your Internet and cable and things like that and demand a discounted rate. You know, the game, the game goes, and we just went through this. If the frontline rep that you'll call will try to help, they really can't do much. Call back, try a different rep, explain you're a long-term customer, and then try to get to that next tier of service who has the power. It's like the principal's office. Once you get through the main line, you get to that person who's got the power to make changes. And what they'll inevitably do is send you this disconnect team, and they're the people who can say, you know, for the next 12 months, we'll cut your rate by 20, 30, 40 percent, things like that. But prepare yourself for the challenge of trying to get to that level, because sometimes it can be frustrating. But if it ends up saving you several hundred dollars a year 
and you get uh, a better value for your service, think about what that maybe hour of your time really has done. And it could be very worthwhile, too. Um, but we just went through it. Um, it was a little bit challenging, but once again, it worked. And I was talking yeah. to a couple of clients about it, and they called and they said, my golly, we cut our bill by you know, a pretty hefty percentage. And I thought, that you know, that's worth mentioning. Ryan, great stuff. Hope you and your family have a great Mother's Day. And we look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday morning. Sounds great. Thanks, Gary.